so one of the things I also wanted to talk about uh, today while I have you guys all here is uh, with, with IoT coming in and, and, and we've talked about IoT has been around for a long time, but it's also you know, s- somewhat new and it's expanding uh, in, into a lot of different, uh, different areas, uh, covering a lot of different protocols with a wide variety of different applications. Right. And, and in order to make I- IoT as successful and as beneficial to, you know, to, to, to humankind as, as we can, uh, one, of the thing I, one of the things I think it's really important for us is to get as much perspective and diversity in perspectives as we can. And I know on Twitter recently, there's been a hashtag going around, uh, the women in technology. A lot of people have been offering, uh, you know, uh, books, uh, free training, um, other things to help uh, support women uh, in their growth in technology. And so one of the things that I was wondering if we could just talk about now is how can we, uh, how can we encourage or support, maybe is this a better word, how can we support women uh, in, in the technology field? Um, so let's just go around and see if we get uh, your, your thoughts on this. Um, uh, Avril, if you don't mind, if we, uh, if we start with you. Um, so I think, I think um, yeah, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something which um, sometimes, well, yeah, let me just say it. <laughs> I'm trying to think yes, of how to say do, it diplomatically, but just really be blurted out. So I think I think one of the things uh, to realize in um, uh, when you're dealing with different genders, uh, and, and it's even different personality types, but uh, different genders will express themselves differently. And um, for women, uh, what I found is it's particularly difficult because women will go you know, uh, because we're uh, typically, not everybody, and not, not including myself, I'm not very team building, but a lot of women are very team building orientated. They're very encompassing. They want the group to get there. So they go, I think we should, or I think it works this way, or maybe this. And whenever you say you think, or I believe, it, it sounds like you're self-doubting, right? And, and, and so they often, uh, they'll be interpreted, oh, this woman doesn't know what they're talking about. But it's not actually they don't know. They're trying to encompass and not be direct. And when a woman goes, no, you're wrong, and this is how it works, then that can actually be very insulting for some people. And, um, and also some people don't respond well when a woman says that to them. Right. Um, and, and so then the, the women can be accused of being aggressive, assertive, um, those kind of negative connotations. And I know it sounds very simplistic, but a lot of it sometimes is just in the language. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and how we speak and having uh, one's got to be able to speak. One always says you've got to be sensitive and I don't want people to be so sensitive. They don't say what they're thinking. But at the same time, if, when I come back and say, well, this is how I found that, I don't want to make it a, an HR issue. I just want to say, this is how it landed on me. Like, for instance, I was in an IoT session about mm, six months ago, and um, it was a bunch of um, <laughs> um, more elderly males that were talking, right, presenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And all of their examples were, my wife loses her handbag, and she, you know, and I'm like, seriously, you couldn't find your own stupid example. You had to make the female the stupid one, right? That's how it came across to me. And I felt like, mm-hmm. well, if I'd actually called them on it, they may have classified me as a feminist or I don't know, something. Whereas I actually would like to have told them and said, you know, hey, 
can you can you fix this problem because this is an example of how you know it's kind of offensive right but you hadn't offended me I was just trying to, to tell but you it's hard to have those conversations with people and that's what mm -hmm. I think is sad is that I think we need to get past that and we need to be sensitive to the fact that people do communicate differently and, and mm -hmm. so uh, helping women is great and getting them into it but until you actually understand that they may know what they're talking about even if they just say I think or I believe and and, and they may actually know I'll share one last thing before I stop on my rant mm -hmm. <laughs> what I found no, helpful good. with me um, and how I've got passes over the years is partly my personality type as I'm not very sensitive I, I I will say what I'm thinking and not really care that much how it lands because I'm more concerned about the project and the product than I am people's feelings and and that's not very nice to say that but that's just who I am um I, I wish I was different but I'm not but the other thing I do is I just throw the doctorate at them because the yeah. minute I do that they just assume that I'm intelligent and also my British accent helps because they again assume that I'm educated. But I share with you, my doctorate is actually a mechanical engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer, right? And everybody else, I just say I'm an engineer and they just assume electrical because I'm yeah. female, right? Uh, and it's paid for me. It's, it's been beneficial for me for them to make that assumption, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what your comments are on that and I hope it wasn't too blunt. Oh no, no, that was fantastic. Uh, a couple of things that stood out to me when you're when you're uh, describing this, uh, your comment about uh, the, the team-minded uh, mentality, and uh, it, it made me uh, think of uh, just based on our, our last call that we had. Uh, that's also a very similar. So I've never been in the military, but it seems to be a similar train tactic uh, that they use in the military. That it's all about the team. It's not uh, it's individuals. It's you know we've got to bring the whole team forward with us. You know every every person gets out uh, that kind of thing. But it's. It's the, the cohesiveness of, of the team working together as, as a unit to achieve an objective. And I agree with you about the, the, the wording on how um, uh, sometimes the, the words that we choose help them um, or can, can um, d diminish our, our stance, our position. Uh, so some, some uh, writing examples, when uh, an email is often sent um, where you say something like, I'm just following up on the last email that I sent. And when you say, use that just word, it kind of diminishes your, your position. And so I think that's one of the writing differences that you see between uh, different people, the, those that use the just and those that don't use the just. And so uh, more assertive or, you know, affirming email, a stance and, and language, whether it's written or verbal, uh, can make a big difference in, in this. Mm -hmm. uh, um, JD, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on things that you think we can do to encourage more women in technology? You know, I think one thing to, to recognize here is, is that we, we kind of experience these different communication styles, not just between men and women, but between, um, between different cultures and, and any of us who've ever spent time on, on TAC in, in a different country or something along those lines, we, we, we all experience these. And so it's just a matter of kind of incorporating them into, into the norm, right? It, making those adjustments. Um, I'll, I'll tell a really brief story. Uh, many years ago, I was in Sweden working on a project with a, with a team, and I was fairly new to the organization and, and fairly new to this team. And we're working through some, it's a group of uh, five of us, five of us, and I was the, the only American. Um, there were three Swedes, and then there was a, a French guy in the room, and then there was a, a, a Swedish 
uh, person who was uh, kind of hurting us, you know, kind of keeping us on topic and and whatnot. And uh, at the end of the first day, I, I knew I was a little jet lagged and 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 whatnot. But when when uh, when I was kind of thinking through this in my hotel room before we went out to dinner, I was frustrated because the conversation was just dragging on. It felt like every point we were just kind of like beating into the ground and not actually making a decision on. And, and I'm like, man, like we should be, we should be so much further along than what we actually are. And, um, and, and we all went to dinner and, and there was one particular guy I'd kind of had a couple conversations with, obviously, you know, he, he liked me as a person. I liked him as a person. And afterwards, he and I kind of walked back to the hotel together. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, Magnus, I said, I don't understand what's going on. You know, like, why is this, is this part of the culture? I don't understand. Like, why are things dragging, you know, dragging so much? And he kind of laughed and, and he said, we actually had a conversation about you. And he said, we were trying to figure out why you, you, you didn't agree with any of the things that we were saying. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was contributing to the conversation. Of course I was agreeing. And he said, no, no, you weren't, you weren't actually agreeing. And, and there was kind of like this aha moment as I'm walking through, you know, downtown Gothenburg's, you know, in Sweden, uh, fully jet lagged and, and, and frustrated. Like I was the problem here, right? I didn't think I was the problem, but I was the problem. And, and what I found, what I learned in that moment was, um, was that in America, we assume agreement, right? It, we, we expect you to speak up if you disagree. And if you're contributing to conversation and you don't disagree, that means you agree. There, at least in that room, in that environment, because I wasn't at the end of the discussion saying, I agree, everyone was sitting there awkwardly waiting and trying to understand why I was in disagreement, why I wasn't on board, even though I was making statements that kind of seemed as if I was. And, and once that aha moment happened, it was the, the next day, everything moved right along because I would suddenly realize, okay, we're at that moment. Everyone's everyone. There's an awkward silence. And I would li literally just say, yeah, I think this is right. I think, I think, you know, you know, whatever I, and, and I would move on. And that was an enlightening moment for me. So, so it was, it was something really simple. It was literally, it changed nothing about how the conversations went. It changed nothing about what I did or, or how I felt about the conversations. It was purely a minor adjustment in the convert in, in the way the conversation took place uh, in, in the way I communicated my agreement. And I think oftentimes we do that with people all around us for, for, for different reasons. And we have to kind of be willing to do that in the workplace with, with other people, whether that's, whether that's, you know, gender-based or, you know, life experience-based or whatever, we just have to be a little bit more flexible with the communication styles uh, that went a little longer. And I, I meant, and I apologize. Um, the, the other thing I'll say too, is, is, you know, we, we have, Avril's a great example of a, a you know, a really strong, intelligent, uh, a, a accomplished woman in technology. Um, but we also have three white guy, we, three middle-aged white guys in the room. And what we recognize is, is that most of our conferences we go to, um, we are the majority. So as, as the majority, I think we have to be a, at least aware that not everyone has the same experience. Um, several years ago, I, I had a really kind of crazy experience at Cisco Live where I left a, a, an event for women. It was actually for women that myself and a, and a couple other people attended because we were there in support of one of the women who were speaking. And um, uh, Denise Fishburne, anybody that knows her, fantastic person, 
love her to death. Um, she was, she was uh, there speaking and super intelligent. Um, you know, some of the most highly rated, you know, sessions at Cisco live, um, you know, was, was one of the people we were there, uh, was, was the person we were there to support. And as we were walking out, it was a large cluster of women. And I heard two engineers say to them, uh, you know, they were kind of talking about, well, you know, where all, where's all, all these people coming from. And one of them said, oh, that's the Cisco skirts. And, um, and it was one of those things where it literally just stopped me in my tracks because I just sat through the session where I'm hearing women talk about their experiences in technology. And, and I, I was kind of scratching my head going, is, is it really that hard? Like, is it really that, um, that difficult for, you know, for, for some and women in technology, especially when they're this accomplished in this, you know, um, you know, industry leaders. Right. Um, and then literally it was just kind of shoved in my face, you know, five minutes out, you know, outside, outside the door. Um, and, um, and that kind of, that kind of gave me a gut check. And so what I realized is, is, as um, as, as the majority, we, we really do have a little bit of, um, responsibility to ensure that we are, um, you know, we're looking out for, for the greater community. Right. And, and, and again, whether that's gender or, um, you know, race or, or whatever that we, we, we are looking out for that community and ensuring that, that we are supporting and encouraging, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just a, a, a bunch of smart, strong engineers, um, you, you know, no matter what that person looks like. Um, you'll see occasionally you'll see me uh, and you'll see many others at conferences on the first day wearing kilts. Um, we jokingly call it kilted Monday or we call it kilted Monday, even though it's the first day of the conference, that may be a Friday. We don't care. Um, and that is ultimately about reminding ourselves and, and that, um, that not everyone shows up, um, um, uh, feeling normal in the group. Uh, and the only time I wear a kilt is for kilted Monday. And I got to tell you, putting a kilt on, uh, even though I've got Scottish heritage and, and, and fully embrace what a kilt is, putting a kilt on and walking into a, into a conference on the first day is weird. And it's a really good reminder that not everyone walks into that conference the first day surrounded by people they know and, and friends and, and full feeling fully comfortable in those environments. And so, I, so, so whatever we can do as individuals to, to remember firsthand and first person that not everyone has that really open experience that we do, I think is going to be beneficial for everyone. I think it's a neat idea, the Kilted Monday. And I, I too have participated in that. And I think it's an interesting thing. And it, it does generate some interesting reactions and uh, helps put, kind of put you in the shoes of other people that may feel uh, certain levels of dis dis discomfort. Sorry, Avril, I'll cut you off. Yeah, I was just going to pick up on JD's culture comment. I spent a couple of years uh, working in China. And I was in this meeting with the uh, MI, uh, the Ministry of, uh, in, uh, of it was effectively MIT um, and technology. And Huawei was there, ZTE was there, all, all the high tech companies were there. And we were having an engineering conversation, and everybody, practically everybody was a woman. And I was like, and I kind of thought, you know, am I in the wrong place? You know, we be having this conversation. Even I had the biases, right? I was like, this is so unusual for me. And I leant across to somebody and I said, I have to ask you. I said, everybody here is a woman. And they said, oh, yes, in China, electrical engineering is considered effeminate. Real men do mechanical engineering. They don't do electrical. That's women's work. And so I was like, wow. 
I was like shocked and 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 I, I was just flabber. I mean, I cannot tell you how surprised I was. Yeah, yeah it's a bit of a different perspective there too. It is. So, so there's absolutely no reason why women aren't leading in, uh, in our field. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. Right. It's just a matter of the, it's just, and and I understand why they're given them education is because you, you know, um, when there's a barrier, you want to do things that are easier, right. Uh, That are comfortable. Who who wants Mm -hmm. to put themselves in an uncomfortable situation? And in, in China, it was uncomfortable for a man to do electrical engineering because mm-hmm. that made them feel effeminate. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, it can happen in reverse. Yeah, that's, uh, you bring up a couple of interesting points there. And so at first, I just wanted to uh, just tell a story of, the, there's a comedian, I think is where I first heard this, but he asked the question is, um, should, should there be equal rights for, for everybody? Should everyone be treated equally? Right, so that's one of the other first questions he asked. Then he asked, should, should uh, people get equal pay for equal work? Right? Should should everyone have the right to vote? Right. So some some simple, relatively simple questions like that. And if, if you agree with all those, if you think that that everyone should be equal and all that, then by by definition, you're a feminist, because th- that's how words work. Feminism describes equality for for everybody. Right. So if, if you agree to those, then then by definition, you're a feminist, because of how we've defined the, the word. Um, but uh, you also mentioned uh, Avril about um you know, being in a situation where you felt um, a little bit uncomfortable and why, why would, why would anybody want to be in a situation where they felt uncomfortable? Right. And so one, one of the things I've wondered about, like, I, I, I don't think there's a, a problem with, um, uh, you know, women getting excited about technology or wanting to go into that field. I, I don't think that's the problem at all. It's, it's, it's more of a challenge of, of keeping them there. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, I've kind of wondered about is, if, um, if, if they're not comfortable, why would they stay in that, right? And so if, if we flip the table and, and maybe the, the question isn't, how do we encourage women to get into IoT and technologies? How do, we, how do we make them comfortable in it? What do we need to change to eliminate that uncomfortableness, right? And um, you know, basically, it's, um, I, I think men, men need to, to change, right? And so I, I wanted to tie that back to something that you said, JD, about when you walked out of that uh, session with uh, Denise Fishbourne and they made the comment about the, the skirts and uh, you mentioned you just came out of that conversation and um, I'm going to put you on the, on the spot here um, and, and we can drive conversation from this. But when, when you heard that, what, what did you do? So I didn't approach them, if, if that's what you're asking. Uh, it was it was kind of one of those things where... Uh, you know, it was so shocking. Like uh, I was kind of left almost dumbfounded. I, I think it's kind of the, the the way I want to describe it. Um, I would say the, the the first the first time I kind of wore a kilt to Cisco Live. Uh, the, in fact, the very next year, it was kind of a um, um, it was kind of an in your face thing, right? It was kind of a ask me about my skirt, you know, type you know type of response. It was, you know, still at that moment, right? That was, that was kind of a year later. That was kind of that, the mindset that I went into uh, wearing that. And there were, there were three of us that wore kilts the the very first time. And, and I really had not even talked with them about why it was just kind of something that we kind of threw together on Twitter last minute. I literally had the kilt delivered to the hotel. Um, but it was, it was absolutely with this mindset of uh, yeah. Ask me about my kilt. 
or ask me about my skirt, you know? Um, and, um, and, and maybe partly because I didn't say anything in that moment because I didn't address it. Um, but then, you know, there, there was this, this undeniable uncomfortableness that, that occurred, um, you know, in myself as I'm, as I'm walking around in it. And even like literally, you know, the, the moment I stepped out of my hotel room, I, I felt, I, I felt different and get in the hotel or got into the lobby and, and people are looking at my badge and they're looking, you know, they have badges on and, and they're looking at the, the kilt and they're almost uncomfortable, you know? And it was, it was really kind of, uh, you know, what is going on here? And, you know, and it probably took until about the, the, the next year when it, you know, came around well, a little bit before the next year, um, for me to fully process kind of what had happened and what I was feeling and, and how that changed things. Because I got, I got really lucky. I was on Twitter really, really early from a, from a, you know, like tech Twitter, uh, perspective and interacted with a whole lot of people. And so my very first experience at, at Cisco live, all I was doing was meeting in people in person that I had been talking to for years, um, you know, on, on, on Twitter. And, and so I pretty much walked into this conference day one and within 15 minutes, new people. And, and it was, it was like meeting with friends. And so I've always felt very comfortable at, at all of the conferences I've gone to, you know, I've just been very lucky in that regard. And, and it is kind of this gathering of friends when, when we go there. Um, and so it was a real challenge for me. So, so ultimately to get, to get, to get, to, get to your question, it was, uh, I think in that moment, I didn't say anything to them. And I think really Kilted Monday started as a kind of, uh, um, you know, a finger in their face, you know, I guess maybe, uh, and then ended up transitioned into this more of an introspective thing. How did you cope with the escalators? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, the other thing too is uh, that, that's quite funny. I, I hang out with a fun group of people uh, at a lot of these conferences and, and they're pretty open and they're, um, you know, I mean, Denise is one of those people, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and Denise really got on board with Kilted Monday. So, so it's, it's funny how much of that group has kind of embraced Kilted Monday. And, and still, it's a, it, it is a little bit of a challenge walking out of the hotel room, um, you know, walking towards that, uh, that conference uh, each day or that, that first day, I should say. But, um, but yeah, it, it, changes, it changes everything about that day uh, while you're wearing the kilt uh, from, a, from a guy's perspective, going to the bathroom. Um, you know, uh, yes, uh, definitely the, the escalators or, or how you sit. Um, um, you know, it, 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 and I think that um, reinforces that perspective of a lot of people have a very different experience and, you know, surrounded by a group of conference attendees. So, so this is fantastic conversation, everybody. I, I want to bring in a different perspective. If we don't encourage women to come in, we're going to miss out on an awful lot. Let's just mention that Hedy Lamar, or, or the actress who invented things, no, the engineer who just happened to be an actress. Wi-Fi, as we know it today, coming from the frequency hopping spread spectrum, was invented by Hedy Lamar, right? 
But what if she decided, oh, no, I'm not going to bother to do this engineering. I'm, I'm just going to be an actress instead. And, and I think that, that you have to be strong uh, as, as a woman, especially, to, to start. But once, once it starts, then more and more people can do it. And Avril, you know, I think you're a trailblazer here, right? And I, I, thought it's, I thought it was wonderful when you said they, they don't know who I am, they don't respect me until I drop the doctorate on the table. And all of it, that changes because it's, it's, your, it's your proof. And it's a terrible thing that you have to prove it, right? Mm. But when you put the doctorate on the table, then, start, then they start listening to you. Um, and, and I think we, we have to adapt and change and we have, to, we have to get people, all different types of people, into IoT and into Wi-Fi, and it will make it better. And I think that maybe, you know, I'm not saying we start in the conversation here, but we continue in the conversation. And I think everybody needs to go away and think about this and, and not judge people by, by any requirements at all and accept people for what they are and see what they can bring to the table and bring to the technology and bring and make, make Wi-Fi and IoT better. And I think that will, that, that's a great thing I think we can do. And it, it, it's, it's actually quite sad that we have to have a conversation about what, why don't women do this? And, and I think it's wonderful that you said, oh, in China, it's a different opinion. And, you know, China has some of the most advanced technologies going at the moment. So the women are doing something right, Avril, right? <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, we are all equal uh, physically. I mean, there are some physical differences, but physically, we, we can all think the same way. We can still invent, we can construct, we can build, uh, we can build teams, we can build products. We, we can all do it and we all have our individual strengths. And we, we, it all comes, I like the fact they're giving away free education because I think it all starts with education and then, then it just starts with understanding and opportunity. But yeah. I think it's fantastic. I'll, I'll, I'll add one more thing to that. If, if you are a woman in technology and you're unhappy, re re reach out to me. Just send me an email and, and I'll try and help you find a better group of people that you can <laughs> hang out with. Right, JD? Because if, if you're having trouble, you're hanging out with the wrong people. Absolutely. And at, at the WLA, at WLPC, we, we try and change that. We try and make it so everybody's welcome and we include people. So seriously, if you're not having fun doing technology as a woman, change the people you hang out with, change your job. Yeah, yeah. try a different job uh, because it shouldn't be that way. Uh, or even if you're a man uh, that has some well, sensitivities absolutely. that's finding it hard, absolutely. you know, yeah. same thing, yeah. right? Mm. Well, and not just women, yes, absolutely. If, 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 you, if you have an issue and, and you're not having fun in technology, Reach out, reach out to us, reach out to me uh, and, and make a change. You've got to be strong and stick with it because the, there's always a trailblazer. A trailblazer is the first one that does it. Then it, then it becomes the norm. And going back to Hedy Lamar's situation, she was around in the 1940s. Hollywood in the 1940s <laughs> was, they didn't want you to be intelligent. Yeah, that, that wasn't the way it worked back then. Mm. And if you stick with it, you will reap the benefits. How about that for a summary? Yeah, yeah. 
And so I guess if, if you're a man and uh, if you're, you're feeling sensitive when the woman tells you that you're wrong, uh, feel free to email me and I'll, I'll help explain that you're also wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there comes a point when, uh, when if, if enough people tell you that you're wrong, you've got to stop being offended by it and actually sit back and think, you know what, I may be wrong here. That's a great point, Troy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just, it was Avril's, Avril's point. Um, well, the, one, the one constant we have in, in technology is change, right? Everything is changing. And you can fight it and end up being a Luddite. Or you can embrace it and make the world a better place and make some money out of it. It's, it's your choice. If, if the world is, is going a direction, uh, uh, let, me, let me change my thought there. And I always talk about the iPhone, right? How did we manage before the iPhone came up? How did we survive? You know, how did I find out what the weather was or what the time was or, or what the journey to work is going to be like? Now that the iPhone has arrived, we've adapted, and it, it's the iPhone and Android, of course. These systems are now part of our lives. And, like, I, I don't know my kid's phone number, right? <laughs> I don't know the numbers anymore. I, if, if I lost my iPhone... I'm sure I'm going to be stranded because I, I don't know who to call or anybody's telephone number. And our world has changed because of the iPhone. Our world is going to change because of IoT. And the more people of whatever gender or um, culture we can get in making the world a better place, the better it's going to be. Yeah, so I think there's lots of opportunity for us in, in IoT, both on the enterprise and in the, the home space. And there's just to, to wrap us up from our conversation,